Um, so we just gonna go out there and play basketball and win. And win? Yeah. And how many games? Six. We're gonna be we're gonna win in six. Welcome back to the Bucks and Six podcast. I'm your host, Michael Correo, also known as Bucks House on Instagram, your number one source for all things Milwaukee Bucks. Coming to you live from the podcasting world every Wednesday and every Saturday night. It is the eve of round two here in Wisconsin as the Bucks just headed to Boston this afternoon. Game one will be tomorrow afternoon at 12 p.m. So let's get right into the analysis and predictions. Boston's been on fire since the turn of the calendar year. They started off 16 and 19, but once 22 rolled around, they became a whole new different team, including the sweep they had over Brooklyn. They are at 39 and 12 in that span. That's what got them from 10th in the East all the way to 2nd in the East, which is where they stand right now. I remember at this time, it was a serious issue for Boston, and there were serious debates on if they should make a blockbuster trade. I think people were trying to separate Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. There was locker room issues on passing the ball and Jason Tatum being a ball hog. There were heavy rumors of Marcus Smart being traded at one point. So for them to turn it around in this juncture has been quite impressive, to say the least. They weren't a terrible defensive team to start, and as a matter of fact, they were just inside the top 10 at the end of the year. But a big reason why they were able to turn it around was they were able to find their identity defensively and establish themselves as an elite defensive team, and they finished with the league's best defense. Of course, they had, whether you agree with it or not, the Defensive Player of the Year and Marcus Smart. I was reading an article from The Athletic and Boston's beat reporter Jared Weiss noted how it helped for the team to struggle while they were all healthy so they could see what changes needed to be made. What happens a lot of times with teams is they'll go through a lot of injuries in the season but won't make any drastic changes because they think health will cure most of their problems. In the Celtics case, they had pretty much been healthy the whole season up to that point and they had no choice but to change things up schematically and roster-wise and that went a long way in improving their season. They brought in Dennis Schroeder on a mid-level exception to begin the year, but he wasn't cutting it, so he got moved to Houston, and evidently Peyton Pritchard took Schroeder's minutes. Josh Richardson also got moved for Derek White, and they just continued to add to their defensive guard depth. They also found success in having two big men on the court in Al Horford and Robert Williams. And if you remember, it wasn't too long ago where Al Horford was listed as out for the Thunder with being old. If you remember, the Thunder sat him for the rest of the season after they decided they wanted to play the younger guys more. So certainly he's been a little bit revived this year in Boston, which brings me some curiosity I have towards this series. I've heard a lot of people talking about how scary Boston's defense is, especially with how they defended Kevin Durant. But their defensive rating was 10th out of the 16 playoff teams in the first round. Of course, they still swept Brooklyn, but those were winnable games for the Nets. So I'm interested in see how they approach defending Giannis and how the Bucks handle it. Giannis played well versus Horford in 2019, but do Boston go back to that matchup? We've also seen guys like Marcus Smart be pesky with Giannis in the past, certainly dangerous at some point. So do they go with that action for a little bit? I've also seen people call for Grant Williams and Jason Tatum to guard him, so it will be interesting to see if the defense that got him to the top spot in the NBA can still hold up against Giannis and the Bucks. I do have some concerns, as all fans do. Of course, the Bucks will be without Chris Middleton, and some interesting news with that situation. Of course, Shams and Woj reported that he'd be out for this series and possibly the conference finals if we were to get there. 
But Zach Lowe was saying how they might have jumped the gun and that there's still optimism that he could return sometime in this series. Now, of course, not too many people know what's going on inside the organization. You got beat reporters disagreeing with each other. So all we know is what the Bucks can give us in the time. Of course, Devin Booker had a two to three week timeline reported by Shams and Woj, but he came back much sooner than that. So really, I have no idea what's going on. I'm going to assume that Middleton is going to be out for the whole series just for my sake and for my mental health sake. I don't want to be expecting too much, but that does give me a concern. Of course, Chris Middleton has been really good versus Boston in the past. So being without him as that offensive creator sometimes creates a stagnant offense and our clutch offense outside of Drew and Giannis are going to be key in this series. If Drew and Giannis get locked up or if they make a good read and a good pass to someone else, to Wes, to Grayson Allen, to whoever's out on the corners or on the wings, are they going to be able to knock down these shots? We've struggled in game ones, but also early on in series. And I think we have like a four and six or maybe four and seven record in games one through two in the past few years. And then we really turn it on later in the series. So maybe Boston having home court helps in that we might not play the greatest in these games one or two, but then we'll head back to Milwaukee, hopefully get our groove back and play well down the stretch. So we'll see what happens. With the concern comes some cautious optimism as well. I've got a few things to look forward to. Number one is that the Bucks are underdogs here. A lot of people are picking Boston to win. Keep in mind, we have the best player in the series. Of course, they can eliminate him in certain ways. But at the end of the day, Giannis has seen so many types of defenses that he knows how to read them. The Bucks like being underdogs. We've been underdogs for a lot of these series in the past. And when we weren't underdogs, like in 2019 and 2020, we certainly folded under pressure, so I like being underdogs. We've been here before. We've got the experience. We're also finding our stride defensively. Number one defense in the first round, of course, it's only Chicago, but the four games we held them under 100 points. We won those games. Played really well defensively after being mediocre in the regular season, so hopefully we can keep that up. My cautiously optimistic pick has Bucks in seven here, with or without Chris. Maybe if Chris comes back a little early, maybe six, but I'm going to stick with Bucks in seven here. Let me know what you guys think. That will do it for tonight's podcast. Thank you for listening in. And feel free to hit my DM with feedback, and hopefully we can get the win in game one. 